from the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. It's the Bill King Show. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. Go get it, dog. I'm a man! He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. I is sitting on a firecracker. And suits so fine, they made Sinatra look like a hobo. It's a fantastic day for the United States of America. It's the Bill King Show. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Red 7. I don't know what Red 7 means. Brought to you by Omni Nashville Hotel. Fifth Avenue, downtown. Hot Rock. That's what we call a sack lunch. I do have are a very particular set of skills. Skills that make me a nightmare for people like you. College football program in America, the Georgia Bulldogs. Griff, of all the championships, you've been in Alabama, you were at Tennessee, you were up at Michigan. How does this compare, this run Georgia's on, just from your point of view, covering it? Well, it's interesting because it seems a lot more um, more, more process-driven, more immediate, right? It just, you know, listening to Kirby, listening to the players, it's, uh, you know, before it was like, you know, there was an end destination, right? Like, they're going to win a championship. And then they won the championship, and it was like crossing the finish line. Here it just seems like another day at the office for these guys. Every week, that's the approach. You know, it's it's win this week. You know, oh, by the way, there's all these records and championships falling by the wayside. But the level of competition within the team is such that none of these guys really stop to pause <laughs> and celebrate. Because if they do, they're going to lose their job or they're going to miss out on some time to train for the NFL draft. So, I mean, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty interesting um, to see how Kirby's built this into being such a process. And, Griff, getting players to buy into that ethic is not easy. Well, no, it's not, and and it's it's what Saban did at Alabama, and I think Kirby's done it here. I mean, if, if you if you put your time in and you do what they tell you to do, you know the proof's in the pudding. There's there's how many first round picks eight in the last two years, uh, and you win football games. Their facilities are elite. You're what an hour away from a airport airport that puts you damn near anywhere in the world with a direct flight. Uh, it's there's a lot to sell. Uh, it's a good, it's a good college town, and yet it's you know, like I said, an hour away from a major metropolitan area. So Kirby's, you're making me sound like a recruiter for Bill here, or making me sound like a recruiter for Georgia here, Bill. But that's 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 what that's what they're selling. That's how they're doing it. And and the coaching staff, 
know, I really think one of the keys, because there's a lot of good coaches and a lot of good programs out there, but I really feel like this coaching staff, Kirby having a couple of guys that you can really trust and Bobo and Muschamp, I mean, these are guys that are, they're both elite coaches. They've both been head coaches. And they're all in. Their sons play for the team. So when they talk about it feeling like a family, it, it kind of is. The, the coaches are invested. I, I don't know how many people are listening that at some point coached their own kid in sports. I, I did. I did for years. And it was the best times of my life. And it was special. And I'm not saying I couldn't coach other kids that, that weren't my own. But when you're coaching your own kids, it, there's a difference. There's a different level of investment, and I think a different. I think there's a different feel. And George kind of has that vibe um, going for him with Muschamp and and Bobo program as well. So it's it's a pretty unique environment. Has Carson Beck exceeded your expectations for him? Not really. I mean, I'm still kind of a critic. I still think Carson's got areas to clean up. I mean, he's still as an occasional fumble, you know, he had a ball that was overthrown that was picked off and called back because of a penalty. But Carson's, Carson's not as good as he can be. He's what I thought he was. I mean, he's a really good quarterback. And when Kirby said at the beginning of the year that the last two years could have been Carson leading the team, he wasn't just saying that. It really could have been Carson leading the team to championships. Um, it, it, it's who fit the program, and it was where Carson was at you know, in some ways with his development and maturity. Um, you know, but here's a guy that's grown up, and, you know, he looks like an NFL quarterback out there. And, yeah, he has an occasional uh, snafu um, that he can improve. But when he's on, man, you look at him and you go, man, this guy's going to be throwing, you know, footballs for somebody's fantasy football team next year. Was the Georgia dominance over Tennessee what you expected? Um. Well, first of all, let's remember Tennessee scored first, <laughs> led right. that game seven to three. That's the seventh time in eight games that Georgia trailed in the SEC game this year. Vanderbilt led. Vanderbilt was trying to kick field goal to go up ten to zero. Uh, you know, I guess I thought maybe Tennessee could offer a little bit more resistance, but I, I don't think it was for lack of effort. I think it was injuries. You know, Josh's system, you got to have receivers that can win one-on-ones. And, and listen, there were guys that won the battles just didn't catch the passes. I mean, Georgia DBs did a really good job in coverage. You know, what if that's Jalen Hyde or Cedric Tillman out there, though? Are they staying with those guys? You know, so the fact that Tennessee's had so many injuries this year, the receiver position particularly is not as, not what it was a year ago. Um, I, you know, I think they might have been missing an offensive lineman or two. I mean, it's it's a... It's a Tennessee team that doesn't have the championship depth that Georgia has. And they lost a lot of guys off last year's team. I don't don't know if everybody got amnesia, but I thought Josh did a great job with this team. I know the last two games, you know, have not been what people wanted. But the fact is the personnel changed, and you lost a lot of older guys. And uh, it was going to be hard to replace them. So there were times Tennessee looked really good this year. Um, But, you know, now that we're down the stretch, that lack of depth really surfaced against two really talented, or in Missouri's case, veteran-laden teams, and uh, and they got beat. So, you know, it is it is what it is. I You know, I think any Tennessee fan that doesn't recognize Josh Heupel as a, as a fantastic coach in the future is really missing the boat. I, I think he's a really good coach, but it's going to take him time, you know, to get, you know, things started there. 
And um, I, I thought the game was really more of a testament to Georgia peaking and playing their best football than it was anything Tennessee. Tom in Myrtle Beach says, Bill, ask Griff about the SEC championship game. He wants to know how is this one different from that matchup back in 21? Oh, it's really different. I mean, there's there's no uh, Heisman Trophy winner on either team. I mean, Bryce Young is fantastic. Um, I feel like, you know, Milrow's a different kind of quarterback. I don't feel like Alabama is, is as explosive as they were. Now, now remember – are we talking about the Alabama with Jameson Williams healthy? And and I'm not joking. Yeah. I mean, if you lose two elite receivers, Mechie and, and Jameis Williams, you're, you're not the same team. Of course not. Any more than Georgia would be the same team without Brock Bowers and Ladd McConkey. I mean, that's all we've talked about this year is, you know, oh, my gosh, Ladd McConkey was missing the first four games. You know, the, the Georgia you're seeing now is not the Georgia you saw the first four games. I hope people don't have amnesia. Georgia at times did not look good this year. We all wondered, like, well, are they really? I mean, I took them out of my number one spot, you know, probably six out of the first seven weeks of the season. I had somebody else number one. I didn't think they looked like number one. They didn't look like number one to me until Ole Miss. And that was the first time they had a healthy Brock Bowers, well, sort of healthy Brock Bowers, and Ladd McConkey on the field at the same time. You know, so uh, I don't know what's going to happen in Atlanta. This Georgia team's gotten better every week. They've got a tough game this week. It's under the lights against the Georgia Tech team that's that's won six games, that has two of their former coaches, uh, Buster Faulkner and Kevin Shear, are guys that, that have been in the huddle at Georgia. Faulkner last year was uh, you know Stetson's quarterback whisper, you know, because Stetson and Munkin didn't get along. So Faulkner was the in between guy, and he knows everything about the offense. So. Uh, Tech's going to dig in. They outgained Georgia the first half last year in Sanford Stadium. They're going to dig in, and they're going to fight, and, and Georgia's going to have to show up. Mike the Mad Dog in Newton in Georgia. Bill, does Griff think that Brent Key could get Georgia Tech back to being an actual threat to Georgia? Yeah, he, he they were last year. I mean, if a dude doesn't drop a touchdown pass, they're up 14-0 to in Sanford Stadium. I think they were the only team at that point. They were the first team. I think Ohio State might have done it. Uh, but they led Georgia after one quarter in Sanford Stadium. Like I said, at halftime it was a 10-7 game. And Brent Key's a hell of a coach. I mean, this guy, is, this guy is a really, really good coach. And for people who don't know, Brent Key played at Georgia Tech. He was all ACC, and he was a team captain. And, and that was a time when Georgia Tech did beat Georgia. And then he, he has coached under Nick Saban. He was on a Nick Saban championship staff as an offensive line coach. And when he took over the Tech program last year, it changed. So, yes, I, I do. Now, can Georgia Tech come up with the money and NIL and all these other inducements that seem to be key to getting players now? I mean, that remains to be seen in, in what their boosters are willing to invest in. So, I, yes, he is absolutely capable. He's their Kirby Smart. Now, he hasn't obviously done approach to what Kirby's done. I don't mean that as any insult and make light of what Kirby's done because Kirby's, you know, we used to say Kirby was on the Mount Rushmore of coaches. He's, he's got his own mountain. He, he's won, he went 8-0 and three years in a row now in the SEC, and nobody else did that in the 32-year history of divisional play, Bill. Do you realize that? Spurrier and Saban didn't have three straight 8-0 seasons like Kirby did, and he's done it in this era where there's more parity than ever. Griff, your experience with the NCAA basketball tournament and playoffs and all that, do you think the committee 
tonight will say that it is a problem for them that Florida State lost their star quarterback? You know, I don't know. I, I've been impressed with the committee so far, and I haven't said that any other year. But I think this year they've done a really good job with it. I think the the evaluations have been really good, spot on. I like they've got some former coaches on there that I think have really added a lot to it. You know, so you don't just have a bunch of people, uh, you know, throwing metrics around for their reason. There is some eyeball test to this. There is. And it's very subjective. But you know what? Metrics are subjective too. People like to hide behind statistics. But but putting up numbers in the Big Twelve is not the same as putting up numbers in the SEC. Let's be honest. All right. Regardless of what schedule strength will take, a schedule strength is based on numbers as well. You know, not eyeball tests. So I like that they've got coaches involved. I think Boo Kerrigan uh, and his team of experts. I think they've done a good job. All that said, you know, uh, before the paint dries, you're going to get some pretty convenient matchups out of this thing. Griff, happy Thanksgiving. See you next week, sir. Appreciate it, Bill. Have a great week. There he is. There's Griff. Break and then Gator Days as we continue. Brad's today. All your gambling's today. Omni Nashville Hotel. Good morning. Trying to mop up this wreck on Briley Parkway. It's going to be over here at Brick Church Pike. It's been out here for a while. It continues to struggle on 24 coming up through Antioch right now. Westbound uh, as they mop up that earlier wreck on 24 westbound at Harding Place. It just aggravated all that traffic that's trying to get out of Rutherford County, Murfreesboro towards Nashville on 24 going westbound. It's heavy on 840 in Paytonsville. Watching it build even more coming in from Wilson County on I-40 going westbound from Mount Juliet all the way up uh, there into Hermitage. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. Order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com. Or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. When you've experienced the loss of a loved one, you can trust SAG Funeral Home to guide you through the process of honoring their life. At SAG Funeral Home, they pride themselves in serving families in Nashville and surrounding areas with dignity, respect, and compassion. The staff is experienced in a variety of funeral services and can help you celebrate your loved one, no matter your religion, culture, or budget. Family and veteran-owned funeral home and cremations now are handled all in one location. We'll help create a personalized experience to pay tribute to your loved one's unique life. Ask about 
about the pre-planning service as well. SAG Funeral Home, serving Nashville and Middle Tennessee for over 40 years. In your time of need, you need someone you can trust who can provide comfort to your family in a very professional way. SAG Funeral Home, 1503 Buchanan Street. Call today, 615-244-5044. 615-244-5044. SAG Funeral Home, for comfort and care in your time of need. SAG Funeral Home, proud sponsor of TSU football on WNSR. Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies? Easy, Joe. Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. <gasps> Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey. Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery. Made from scratch holiday wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. Derek Henry's next. Yeah, I think this is the first of uh, several moves. I, I, I do. I yeah. think the Titans realize where they are. I think it's a reality check, and I think there could be more moves. I really do. You wake up one morning, you realize it's time to do some different things here. I think that's what it is, so I don't think they're done dealing. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. Bill King is the king of college football, and his sample size is large. Just ask him. Florida, Florida State. I got to say, Gators losing Graham Mertz collarbone was very sad. Played well. And there he is, Gator Dave's with us. I was just talking about Graham Mertz going down collarbone. Sad story there. I've got to also mention that Max Brown... And I've never seen him take a meaningful snap. Richard, freshman out of Oklahoma, looked very comfortable, Dave, running that offense. Yeah, Bill, you got to give some credit there for Billy Nate for having the, the, the backup quarterback ready to go. Um, now it is, can you build a game plan around him? Now there's a little bit of film on him, not a whole lot, uh, especially in the passing game. You know, I still think that's the element of surprise Florida has, but you certainly know FSU will be ready for now. You know a, a running quarterback, an athletic quarterback, a quarterback can you know that can keep it on some zone reads and stuff. So of course you know they'll be repping that heavy for their defense this week. But uh, certainly still an element of surprise for Florida. A little more athleticism at the position. Uh, but now you know, how does he respond to um, 
the spotlight on him dealing with a game plan all week, now being the guy in a pretty much do-or-die situation for Florida to make a bowl game this year, uh, and and it's a rivalry game. So, thankfully, you know, you're, you're at home. You want to deal – I mean, he, he dealt with a pretty, you know, noisy environment there at, at Missouri, uh, but now gets the friendly confines of the Swamp. So, yeah, very interesting storyline, Bill, you know, for both teams and their backup quarterback. But also a shout-out to Graham Mertz, Bill, that you, uh, you, know, you, you were talking about uh, – Tough, gritty player, overcome the expectations I think most put on him this year to help lead this Gator offense. Uh, and, um, you know, put the, no, no fault of him and the, the offense for the most part, Bill, for, for Florida's record. Uh, but, you know, just uh, really showed um, improvement from his time at Wisconsin, showed, improved to be a leader uh, there for Florida. And, look, he laid it all out on the line uh, there, and that's what led to that collarbone injury for him. Uh, there Saturday night, but I don't think Gator fans can be too disappointed what they got from number 15 this year. How frustrating is it to have a chance to win like that against a team that's going to end up with 10 wins or more and not quite get it done and also allow a long third, a fourth down conversion? Hey, Bill, that, that, there you go. You explained it perfectly. They, they didn't make the winning plays. Uh, the plays were there to be made. Uh, and, you know, you're trying to run out the clock and kick a field goal, and Trevor Etienne runs out of bounds uh, and, you know, saves Missouri a timeout, saves Missouri 30, 40 seconds, uh, and that leads to, you know, look, but you, that can easily be erased. You, like you said, Bill, you had them fourth and 17. Uh, you've got to make a play. You cannot let that conversion – well, we know how bad this defense is, Bill, but under no circumstance, no matter how bad you are, you cannot give up a fourth and 17 the way they gave it up. Luther Burden, I mean, Bill, of all guys that you want to have eyes on, one guy that can't sit down in a zone somewhere, that's the one guy. Uh, and they they let it happen. Uh, and that, it, that's the frustrating part, Bill, is just, you know, that they keep giving up big plays on defense. All in all, Bill, I mean, it, if you look at that defense, you know, some stats will show you they're an okay defense, except, and this is what kills them, and, you know, is giving up the explosive plays. It's it, 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 it really, really hampers any kind of progress this defense may have made. They just cannot stop themselves from giving up, you know, an easy play that turns into a missed tackle, a, a play, a, you know, a move made by the offensive player that should be a routine game that turns into an explosive play, either for big, big yardage or a score. Uh, this defense just cannot seem to get a way to figure out how to stop the big play. So, yeah, Bill, I mean, th th there were many times, you know, there were plays to be made in that game. That's the frustrating part there. Uh, Billy Napier, you know, was asked about, is this team better than, you know, their record indicates? And, you know, in some ways they are, Bill, but all that matters is the win-loss record. And, you know, for Florida, they just cannot make those plays right now uh, to, be, to, to become a winning football team. Perry Mason down in the Orange Groves of America says, Bill, please ask Gator Dave, is the rumor true that Billy Napier had a come-to-Jesus meeting with his staff after the LSU game and also that he is actually real fiery behind the scenes? Uh, the real fiery behind the scenes, Bill, yes. I have I have heard that multiple occasions, um, not just any time recently because of, you know, losses piling up for Florida. I've heard that more anyway. Um, certainly does not show it, <laughs> you know, in, right. in a press conference setting or anything like that, but uh, – uh, or on the sideline too much. He, a, a couple of times you see it, but look, he's not Kirby Smart. He's no, you know, he's not that type of 
uh, guy in the public eye. Um, as far as the come to Jesus moment against LSU or after LSU, um, I haven't heard that one specifically. I have heard that has happened uh, at times this season, earlier in the season. Um, but I do know um, some of the, the players uh, had a come to Jesus moment uh, early in the week, uh, Monday, I believe it was, last Monday uh, after the LSU game. And um, I believe uh, either Ricky Pearsall or I, think, I believe it was Pearsall, uh, not, not Grammar. I believe it was Pearsall who, you know, called that meeting and, and you know, really kind of expressed everything with his season coming to a uh, or career coming to a close as well this, this week versus Florida State. Uh, but, yeah, I did hear, at least for, for players, uh, with a kind of a come-to-Jesus moment last Monday after LSU. The thinking from coaches about in-game head coach demeanor, and not all do. I mean, Nick Nick gets emotional. Nick doesn't hold back much. But the thinking from a Billy Napier point of view is during the game, okay, it's one thing practice or in meetings and stuff. But during a game, when I'm being looked at and dissected by everybody, TV, fans, you know, friends, enemies, I cannot be out of control. I've got to be under control. If there's a bad play, I've got to be under control. If it's something that's really good, I have to be under control. That's the thinking there. It is, Bill. And look, it all goes to wins and losses. I think people will say – Oh, you know, he needs to be more fiery. The team will respond to that. I don't know if that makes a difference in win-loss record. I mean, I, I remember going back and almost having this same exact conversation about Will Muschamp and how fiery he is and all that. And as you said, when Florida was losing and he's doing those things on the sideline, he looks like a buffoon. Right. But if you're winning and you're doing those things, oh, he's fiery, he's passionate. And, you know, it's, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't, Bill, in, 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 those, in those scenarios. So I know people will, you know, want to link, you know uh, – a lackadaisical approach to maybe win-loss record. And look, can it be fiery more sometimes? Okay, maybe, you know. It, I, I liken it to more, Bill. If a guy messes up, you know, I, I don't mind seeing you get on him a little bit. And um, you know, he's shown that a little bit too. Maybe not quite as much as the fan base wants. But I think as far as maybe firing a team up or, you know, that's a, that and that has something to do with the approach of the team. I, I You know, I, I think you're just trying to – maybe look for something of maybe why these losses are piling up and trying to link it to that. I, I don't necessarily do so. Gator Dave with us, Gators Breakdown. Has the bleeding stopped on the decommits? Uh, Bill, I still expect one more. Amaris Williams, a defensive lineman, um, I would say trending to Ohio State. And we'll see. Uh, you know, these, Put it this way, Bill. This time of year, closer to signing day that we get – you know, these things change a lot, uh, minute by <laughs> minute, by minute. it seems. Uh, I would say that's the one to look out for. Uh, he's been to Ohio State, visited Ohio State, won't be in Gainesville this weekend, uh, is the plan right now. So um, he's you know, um, a defensive lineman commit from uh, Maryland, if off the top of my head is right, but it looks like, you know, Ohio State, that's an imminent flip maybe uh, that, that, that's going to happen there. Uh, but, you know, Florida is getting some good news on, on the defensive line front. Daylon Evans, he's a Texas A&M commit, Bill. We know everything that's going on there. Has had high interest in Florida since the spring. Um, that may look like it had slowed down, but now everything going on there with the Aggies. Uh, he's going to visit Florida this weekend, Florida, Florida State. Uh, uh, so maybe, you know, after losing some defensive line commits, maybe Florida can kind of maybe put, the, put some final touches on Daylon Evans, another defensive line from, uh, t- from Texas, uh, and maybe get one more back in the fold. I was looking, might have been yesterday, 
at the rankings. And even with the losses, Florida's ranked number five nationally. Yeah. Right, Bill. And look, that, that's what, you know, you, you and I talked about it going into the season. That's why it was so important to build the class up before the season. Because, Bill, you and I, you followed it much longer than I have. But once you get the guys, look, do a lot of decommits happen? Sure. Uh, but that's across the country. If you if you get the guys in the class, you're not going to have you know what I would consider a mass exodus. Um, if the season didn't go, or is the season going the way it is, um, of course there were going to be some. But I think that's why you had to build it up so high. Is it gives you a little bit of buffer uh, when guys do start decommitting. So uh, you know, Bill, they got some final touches to put on. Maybe you get an upset win uh, this Saturday versus Florida State and get some good vibes, get some good feelings back into the program. Uh, but for now, you know, Bill, it's still it, it's still um, a class of, around where it needs to be for Billy Napier to kind of turn the roster around. It's not like, Dave, we have a big, wide swath history of the transfer portal and free commerce, meaning transfer, it's free. You don't have to check with anybody. You don't have to have a reason. And here in a couple of weeks, it's going to open back up. My question, sounds like a kindergarten-level question, but is this one going to be, and it's only 30 days, this first one, so it's been tightened up. Last year it was 45. Is this one going to be as crazy, if not more crazy, than the few that we've witnessed today? I think so, Bill. Uh, And (laughs) Mike Elker from Duke was speaking about it yesterday as well. Yes. Uh, Yes. Yeah, and he's – kind of expecting it as well, and especially with this reduced window um, and guys having, having to make that decision. And we're already seeing it at uh, uh, NC State. You know, those guys have decided to sit out late in the season, sit out their last game, and go ahead and mention that they're going to enter the portal. Um, yeah, Bill, I mean, so, something's got to be done. Um, as, as I don't know what you can do since you've opened Pandora's box, and this is what we all kind of said. Hey, it's a good thing in, in, in some ways, but we know without the – the regulations and the rules put into place have this was going to be the wild, wild west, and that's exactly what it's turned into. Um, and it's tough for, for football coaches now that, you know, even now during the season, you got to worry about our guys wanting to leave. And if the season's not going the right way, or you got to worry about keeping your guys there and re recruit them. And um, <laughs> you, you can see why guys now, Bill, prefer the NFL over college football um, in, in the coaching world. And transfer portal is a large, large issue of that. So, uh, with all the coaching changes going on as well, Bill, it's just it, it's very tough to build and maintain a roster right now if you're not one of the top elite schools. So, um, uh, it's uh, yeah, I, I expect it to be pretty crazy, Bill, and probably some names that you wouldn't expect uh, will, will be putting their name into the transfer portal. Would the defensive side of the ball be the primary focus for Florida? Um. That's a good one, Bill. I do think edge rusher, uh, pass rusher, they need to probably target one. Uh, linebacker again. Uh, they didn't, they, you know, they hit linebacker for a portal or hit the portal for linebacker this past time, but they didn't really get any instant impact guys, Bill. They're, they're, they're relying on those guys now. Uh, and this Jamar James cut off an injury as well. I think, you know, that, that adds to it. Um, but then they're playing so many young guys too, Bill. So how do you measure that with all the experience they've gotten this year? You know, do you just go get that pieces if you're comfortable with the young guys and then progressing and developing into next year? I think Florida's in a tricky situation. 
uh, on the defensive side, given all the young guys that are playing this year, Bill. But of course, I think in the front seven you have to, um, and probably at safety as well. Uh, that there for far almost the spots they hit last time. I think they probably got to hit again, Bill. Uh, at least for some depth pieces. Uh, then on the other side of the ball, I still think you, you got to go get a big time, big bodied receiver that can make some plays. If you can, they got some playmakers, and Wilson that'll be back next year, of course. But you know, is he a true number one given you know his size and maybe I won't necessarily say gadget player, but you know, Bill, I just, he's not the the big bodied receiver that I think Florida could also use in that offense uh, right now. So um, an offensive line, uh, no, no doubt about it. Florida's going to get some help there too, Bill. So yeah, there'll be plenty, plenty active in the transfer portal. Tell everybody how they can get your content. Yeah, Bill, everybody can get it. Gatorsbreakdown.com. You can uh, check out latest episode there, starting uh, Florida, Florida State talk as well. And um, Billy Napier, I was talking about all the quarterback stuff going on this week with Max Brown taking over for Graham Mertz. So um, probably earlier preview episode this week too, Bill, and I hope you and your family have a, have, a, have, a, have a good Thanksgiving. You too, sir. Appreciate it. See you next week. See you, Bill. There he is. Gator Dave. Allen in Tampa, Bill, props to Gator Dave, tells it like it is, not a homer. I think he's very even in his analysis of the Gators. I do. I think he's realistic. I think he's objective. I think his critiques are incredibly fair. Well thought out. I agree. Yeah, I agree with that get the break here. Brad Powers, hour three. That's today. Brad Powers is today. The gambling is today, y'all. Omni Nashville Good morning. Moving a little bit better, but it's still slow on 24 westbound at Harding Place. There's still just so much traffic volume. Trying to get in from Rutherford County, Murfreesboro, towards Nashville on 24 going westbound. And that wreck really did slow it down. It happened earlier at Harding Place. Still crawling at times. 65 south over here at Trinity Lane. It's congested pretty good now on 40 west. Trying to get past Donaldson Pike uh, over in Donaldson and Hermitage because you got so much traffic coming in right now in that area from Wilson County on 40 westbound. Hey, Princess Hot Chicken is hiring in all four locations. You can order online today at princesshotchicken.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Do you ever feel like gambling is causing financial strain or hurting your relationships? The Gambling Clinic has been helping people who want to change their gambling habits for over two decades. With physical clinics and remote online appointments, we're here to help you make informed decisions about your gambling so it doesn't lead to a bigger problem. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com so we can work together to help you win your life back. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, 
and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. Trusted for creative design and committed to both the function and aesthetics of your smile, Jody Jones Dentistry for 26 years has provided a wide range of general and cosmetic dentistry services along Nashville's Music Row and coming soon to Hermitage and Murfreesboro. The Nashville leader for cosmetic dentistry provides a unique luxury environment for patients who want his famous Hollywood smile. Just ask the country music stars, actors, athletes. Yeah, he was eight years the dentist for the Predators to display his celebrity smile. To learn more, visit JodyJonesDDS.com or call 615-259-5100. It's a Bill King Show. We are college football centric. That is the sun that warms our planet that we live on. Our planet actually isn't flat or round. It's an oblong steroid. And we are here to proselytize about it, edify it every day on this here radio show. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. Get into the Bill King Show. 615-844-5600. He doesn't charge by the minute. just listening yeah i like that song yeah i like that song that was a crazy charlie selection back in the day brad top of the hour don't front load those yet but all the gambling all the rivalry week items is at your disposal coming up here all of them there yeah just just hold those back a little bit and then we'll get to them in about 20 minutes. Did you see where they signed a contract to play the Apple Cup? Obviously, UW and Wazoo are separating as league partners. UW going to the mighty, gargantuan B1G, the Big Ten. And Washington State right now in whatever's left of the Pac-12, which is two teams 
don't know what the future is. They're haggling over power when it comes to this year's loot. The last loot of the Big 12 is this athletic season. This fall, this winter, this spring, and then that's it. It's estimated as about $400 bucks. Washington State, Oregon State went to court, got temporary control of it. That's been appealed. Which you would anticipate that happen. that's happening. Yeah, that's been appealed by the rest of the league. That's not even going to be around after this year. But it's a power play. I don't blame them. Yeah, I don't blame them. Bill, speaking of homers, this is Jim and Jupiter. Chris Doring predicted Florida beats Florida State. South Carolina beats Clemson. Kentucky beats Louisville. Georgia beats Georgia Tech. The first three ACC teams are favored by around a touchdown. I would love anybody to bet me that the SEC don't win. The SEC teams don't win all four of those ball games. Let's go back through that. First of all, I don't see Kentucky beating Louisville. Let's begin there. This Kentucky team, and, and Stoops has done a very good job there, but this team right here, he he does not have their attention. It, this, this team has not responded. It's not a tough guy team like some of these others. They don't make a lot of plays. The Devin Leary addition that I thought, seriously, folks, I thought would be a wonderful addition has not panned out to the level at all that I anticipated. The defense isn't that good. It's a colossal mess. I do not see Kentucky beating Louisville. Let's start there. I don't think South Carolina beats Clemson. I probably going to be a good game. Clemson's playing some good ball right now. Don't think so. What else do we have? Yes, Georgia definitely beats Georgia Tech. I think the most interesting game is Florida-Florida State. I do. I do. I uh, Florida State's the better team. I'm not debating that at all. They are clearly the better team. But this is a huge rivalry game, and uh, let me let me warn everybody that when you lose your quarterback and the next guy comes in. And let's say he plays well, which happened, I think, in the Florida State and Florida situations. That doesn't necessarily mean that's the way it's going to be. That might. But people just assume that. Being the starter and knowing you're the starter and the other team knows you're the starter is different than coming in to try and save the day when an unexpected injury occurs. It's not the same thing. It's different. Both these guys might play well. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying that's unclear. That's what I'm saying. I want to go back. We can even go to an extreme and say, look what Cardale Jones and Buckeye Brenda brought that up earlier. Look at what happened in the 14th season when it got down to Cardale Jones and he looked all world. He looked like, oh, my God, this guy needs to turn pro. What's he doing coming back? He didn't even keep the job. Now, they started him in the beginning, but he didn't hold on to the job. J.T. Barrett got it back. 
I've seen it to where a guy comes in, plays well, leads them all the way to a natty next year. Obviously, this guy's about to be Superman. And he didn't even keep the job after the, about the first week. Being the starter and everybody knowing it, and, and let's say there's a long non-playing portion, then you come back, and it's all on you, isn't the same thing, even if you just want an Addy. People assume that, but it's not. It's not. So I think the Florida-Florida State game is the most interesting rivalry game of that group you gave us. Nothing's more interesting than Michigan and Ohio State. This year, there's not a close number two. There just isn't. I know if you're an Alabama-Auburn fan, you don't see it that way, and I totally understand that. I'm just talking about forget who you like. Let's just go with big brand on big brand and what's at stake here and how much bad blood there is. There's nothing close this year to Michigan Ohio State. Get another break and then Brad will be with us. Omni National Hotel. Good morning. Still pretty crowded right now as we stare at it live on 24 Westbound, where we had that earlier wreck near Harding Place. All it did was really aggravate that traffic flow on 24 Westbound, coming out of Rutherford County, uh, leaving Murfreesboro, headed towards Nashville. It was also still running slow over here on 840 up by Sulphur Springs. Traffic's heavy now, coming through Hermitage. All that traffic coming in from Wilson County, arriving in that area there. Hermitage and Donaldson on I-40 going west up by BNA Airport. Hey, don't miss the Enchanted Garden of Lights at Rock City in Chattanooga this holiday season. CRockCity.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on time traffic. And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615 856 3610. 615 856 3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. We all know that natural life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. 
This is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children, but don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share. TennesseeMeals.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. This is just it. The Titans are trading Kevin Byard to the Eagles. The Eagles are going to send the Titans a fifth and sixth round pick and safety Terrell Edmonds. Well, they're giving up on that contract. There were also a lot of Titans fans upset about some of the comments he made, which I thought was insane. Big kaboom here on this Monday. (laughs) The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. He's got the exculpatory evidence on college sports. It's Bill King. What's the bet between Jim and Jupiter and Tom and Myrtle Beach? One, I believe, is a bottle of Old Forester. It's a bet. It's it's a whiskey bourbon bet. Tom's got Florida winning. This is just outright winner. And obviously, Jim's got Florida State. Guys, can you remind me what's what's on the line as far as the bottle that's being bet? The Smoke Doctor. Up in Ohio, Bill, War Eagle paid New Mexico State $1.8 million to come to Jordan-Hare and beat the PISS out of them. Could that provide incentive to play out of their minds against Bama? Maybe a closer game than expected. Auburn has been a huge nemesis at Auburn. For Nick, I think the stat is, folks, correct me on this. Am I right? Nick is 500 at Jordan Hare, four and four. Correct me now. I think Kevin was talking about this, but but absolutely fact check me on that. Bean count me on that. Could that game be closer? Maybe for a half. I don't think Auburn is going to outright win the ball game. Could they make that game a, a pesky-type game for Alabama? Yeah, a little bit. Don't think in the end it's going to be enough. Don't think so. But but historically, well, there's two angles. We were talking to Evie about this, too, earlier. But historically, Nick at Auburn has been a stumbling block. And let's not forget, Ole Miss has beaten Nick a couple times, meaning Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. couple angles there. I'm not going to pick that because I don't think Auburn wins that ball game. 
What if this last Saturday is just freaking mass chaos? We haven't really had one like that. Not just total undefeated destruction. What would that be like? (laughs) Tom in Myrtle Beach. Bill. Saw a Michigan fan say that to make it even, Ryan Day should just stay home. I think that is an awesome idea, Bill. Can you imagine Hartline and Knowles making all the decisions, taking the reins? Coach Day is Michigan's secret weapon. Need to start the Day Stay Home movement, Bill. Okay, I've got an update. Here is what was bet. Tom says, Bill, my Buffalo Trace and Old Foresters 1910 versus Jim and Jupiter's E.H. Taylor. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That's that that's the bet. And Jim posted it. Bill, I get Old Forester. Tom would get Colonel Taylor. All good. I I uh wouldn't I wouldn't care which one of those I got. Jeff two said Bill Auburn um, Auburn Saban is correct four and four versus Auburn in Jordan Hare. Also, Bill take into account the stats from my tweet below to further the Alabama Mountain against Auburn. Alabama is going for four wins in a row. And back-to-back wins versus Auburn in Jordan here. Last time Alabama won four in a row versus Auburn was between 73 and 81. The last back-to-back wins at Auburn, Bill, was 9 and 11. And remember, don't get confused because they play home and away, home and away. So that's why you have the four in a row between 73 and 81. Which is, which is again, hard to do. Yeah, hard to do in that type matchup. But I, I, you got to favor Alabama. Regardless of all of that, you got to favor them going in. But the Iron Bowl, and here's what you get fed. And I know you all have your favorite teams that you're watching, but early on you're going to have that 11 a.m. Central start, which is the Michigan-Ohio State game. Then the Alabama-Auburn game is at 2.30. So you'll feed in from the game to the Iron Bowl. And obviously, again, you're going to be watching whatever you're watching, whatever teams you pull for and all that. But some huge, fun national enemy games, brand games, Back-to-back on Saturday. I love it. Now, the sad thing is that's our last regular season weekend. Yeah, TJ, by the way, I heard from TJ earlier this hour, and we're also going to sneak him in tomorrow. He's going to come on in hour three with us tomorrow at about 8.20 Central Time, 9.20. If you're on Eastern Time, 9.20. I got a note from TJ. said, Bill, I'm around. I know you're not going to be doing anything Thursday, but I'm around if you need me. So we got him for tomorrow. I'm trying to think. Tomorrow's going to be real busy. Lots of guests. Brad Powers when we come back. Yeah, get your gambling questions up now. Yeah, right now we're doing them. 